My first scripture reading comes from Matthew chapter 11, verses 16 through 19, and then we'll jump over to 25 and third through 30. And this is Jesus talking to his disciples. Well, actually, he's talking to the Pharisees and his disciples. And Jesus was talking to the people around, around him because he had a big crowd around him, and they were asking him questions, and they were, something about John the Baptist came up, and, and Jesus was letting them know that John the Baptist is that prophet that the Old Testament was talking about, the prophet of Elijah. The spirit of Elijah was on John the Baptist. And John the Baptist had some doubts in his heart if Jesus was really the Messiah or not. He said, you know, he, so he sent some of his followers to ask Jesus if he was the one they were waiting for or should they be waiting for someone else. And Jesus sent his disciples back saying, well, go tell him what you see. Go tell him what's been going on. The deaf people hear. The blind see. The dead are raised. You know, and that, that's signs of the Messiah. And then Jesus started talking to the people around because they, they, didn't, they didn't believe who John was, the, you know, the religious leaders. They wanted to be in control and they wanted to control people and they didn't like the idea of these old boys coming out of the woods and telling them how it really is. And that's what it's like. It's like a couple of country guys coming out of the woods and going up to the preachers instead and telling them, you guys are wrong, you've missed it. And that's how they looked at Jesus and John the Baptist. Well, Jesus is going to set them straight. Whereunto shall I liken this generation? He's talking to these people. It's like unto children sitting in the marketplace and calling unto their fellows and saying, We have piped unto you, and you have not danced. We have mourned unto you, and you have not laminated. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say, He has a devil. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, Behold, a man gluttonous and a winebimber, a friend of publicans and sinners. sinners. But wisdom is justified of her children. That's a powerful statement right there. God's wisdom is justified of his children. Because no matter what, these people that he's talking about, and, you know, they're everywhere, uh, no matter what you do, you're not good enough for, for them. You're, you don't measure up to their standard of righteousness or holiness. And I don't know if anybody's ever felt that way, like you've been condemned and put down by people that you respected and thought a lot of, but then they, they belittle you and put you down and it crushes your spirit. Verses 25. And Jesus at that time answered and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent and hast revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, so it seemed good in thy sight. All things are delivered unto me of my Father, and no man knows the Son but the Father, neither knoweth any man the Father save the Son, and he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. And then Jesus looks at everybody and says, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. The Word of God for the children of God, and all God's children said, Amen. Let's pray. Holy Father, thank You for Your words of life, spirit and life, Lord. Lord, preach through me today. Let my words be Your words, in Jesus' name, through the power of Your Holy Spirit. Amen.
And so I see this, and, and then you see Jesus in, when he was praying. He's like, God, thank you that you don't have to be some high-educated scholar dude to understand what you're doing, to understand your love. And then he looks at people, and he's looking at everybody, the common people. You see, and if you knew how the Pharisees and people were back then, they were in classes. And when the Pharisees, what we call, we'd call them priests now, high priests, in the, you know, learners, people who actually know, they think they know, but at, at the Word of God, but they're looking at it through carnal mind instead of through the Spirit of God. And there's a lot of that going on nowadays. People are so fleshly and carnal, they don't get what God was saying here. And that's what Jesus was telling his disciples you, and all the people. You don't want to be like that. Come to God as a child. Come to Him. And quit trying to earn your favor with God. Quit trying to be good enough because it's not going to work. And that's what Jesus is saying right here in this verse right here. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart. You shall find rest in your souls. All you that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I know in my own life that I struggle sometimes where I think I'm not pleasing enough to God because sometimes my attitudes and stuff and sometimes the things I think, I mean, really, you're, you're, the mind is a battlefield, folks. And that's where the war is going on between good and evil in our lives. And, and that's where the battlefield is. And, you, and we get caught up in trying to please God in a way where we forget what loving each other means. We're trying to cross the T's and dot all the I's and do things perfect where we forget what compassion and mercy and love is about. And then Jesus is telling these people, all these learned people, they get so much wisdom and knowledge, they forget that. And they forget that the only way to show God is by loving one another. And sometimes just listening to somebody, being a good listener. But I know in my own life that listening to people, I'm, I'm, as I'm listening to them, I'm trying to think of something to respond instead of fully listening to their hurts and their needs and just <coughs> be a comfort. You ever heard the saying, less is more? And that's, that's got a lot of truth to it. And when you're dealing with brokenness, less is more. Less of us trying to fix people's lives and fix things instead of just listening. Just listening to their brokenness. And then comfort. Just a hug. Instead of trying to say, well, the Bible says if you did this, then that wouldn't have, you know, and people do that. And they, you know, they don't realize that they're really actually tearing down a person when they say that. Instead of just listening and loving them and say, I understand. And I don't understand what you're going through, but I can understand your pain. And I don't have no solutions, but I can give you some comfort. That's what people need a lot of times. You know, and, and I'm guilty of it. I, I'm, I'm the type of person that when someone's telling me stuff, and I've been dealing with some people, and I, I want to, I my flesh wants to just jump out and say, well, you're wrong, you missed it, man. You, you, you don't get it, you know. But it's, that's not what I need to do. 
And so I don't. I kind of restrain myself and just listen and just try to be comfort. And because the, the later on in our relationships or whoever you're dealing with, you can go there. But right now, you're just going to listen. Listen to the brokenness and the hurt. And then later on, after you build that trust with that person, you can reveal Jesus to them. You can reveal what keeps you going, the love that keeps you going. And, and people need to learn of Jesus. You know, a lot of people say, well, I need to read my Bible. Well, you need to learn of Jesus first. You need to get Jesus in your heart first. Because you can read this Bible all day long, but if you don't have the Holy Spirit, you're not going to understand it. You're not going to understand it. You're going to be in the flesh. You're going to see things carnally minded instead of spiritually minded. And, and that's why the preaching of the gospel is foolishness, foolishness to those who are perishing because they don't believe. And, and they'll, they'll mock the word. They'll say it's not the word of God, but it's, it's, it's because they've been beat down by the word of God. That's the way I see it. It's instead of being lifted up and loved into the kingdom, like Jesus was doing with his people, with all these broken people around here, around him, that was being put down by the Pharisees. Uh, get out of the way, the Pharisees are coming. These people are ignorant. They don't know the scriptures. or They're no good. They're sinners. You shouldn't even be hanging out with them. And that's how they treated Jesus. And that's why they put in this scripture that Jesus hung out with the sinners and the publicans. He went, he went to the bar and hung out with those people. He wasn't in the churches. He'd go there and preach every now and then until they run him out because they don't want to hear the truth. And that's the way it is. Jesus went to the bars and he went to the places where the brokenness is at. And he didn't go there and tell them, well, you all are a bunch of scum. Look what you're doing. No, he went there. He loved them. And if someone offered him something, he would drink it with them. You know, I know a pastor. Uh, used to be the pastor here. And uh, I did his funeral. And at his funeral, we were sitting outside, and a couple of the people that knew him real well, and, but they, they were younger, but they were telling me about the, the time that they had a wedding there, and Larry was the pastor. He was the one doing the preaching of this service. And they said, we were all out in our trucks, four-wheel drives out in front of the church. We had four or five of them lined up, had our music blasting. We was all drinking beer out the back of our truck, sitting on the tailgate, and then Larry walks out. Other, everybody's stashing their beer and hiding their stuff, you know. And Larry walks out and goes, you guys got a beer? And they're like, yeah! And they hand him a beer. Larry sat down and had a beer with them. Blew their minds. And, and see, that's not religion. That's reality. That's love. That's compassion. And Larry Boyer, the man of God that he was, he made a very, very imp big impact on Susie and I's life. In fact, if, if it wasn't for him being a pastor at this church when we started coming here, we probably wouldn't have stayed at this church because he was a true man of God. And he had compassion, just like Gary Parsons. And these guys, they were a perfect example of what God has called us to be. A loving, non-condemning person. And that, that's very important. Very important. As we go out in the world and we want to show people Jesus, we don't want to show them a tight-lipped person who look like they've been eating lemons all their days and condemning everybody and say, well, go to Proverbs and let's beat somebody down with this word. Jesus never did that. In fact, I want to read a couple more verses. Well, I'm going to go back over that. 
Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He didn't say go into the priest or go to some church. He says, come to me. And so that's why I think it's very important. He says, learn of me. And like I said a while ago, that a lot of people say, well, I need to get in the Bible. I'll start at Genesis. Well, you're going to be confused all the way through it until you get Jesus. So my recommendations, if you want to learn about Jesus, start with the Gospel of John. Start in the Gospels and learn about Jesus. Because this whole book is about Jesus. Even the Old Testament, the prophecies, is about Jesus coming to redeem mankind. And then, after a few days, as they call it in the Bible, which is a thousand years is a day to God, he's going to return and set up that new kingdom. As we're waiting for Jesus, here's what we do. We love one another. We let them know that they can have rest in Jesus. You don't have to struggle to be good enough. You just ask God to save you. Ask Jesus in your heart. And let Him have His way with you as you grow in the Lord. And know that the very first day that you said, Jesus, I believe in you, you were named, your name was written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And there's no devil and nothing that can take that away from you. When God writes it, you're signed, sealed, and delivered. And you're not going to lose your salvation. I don't care what anybody says. If you believe in Jesus Christ, it's not about your works. Because when you're up there in the throne and the judgment seat of Christ, Jesus ain't going to say, well, uh, uh, you didn't read your Bible enough. Uh, you didn't go to church enough. He's going to say, what did you do with my son? Did you believe? And that's, that's where the judgment comes in. And then we've got a scripture in here that talks about Jesus when he was separating them. And he said to the ones that come unto me, all who have labored are the, the ones that entered into the kingdom that was prepared for you from the foundation of the world. And what was his, what, what did he say that made him qualify for that? I was hungry and you fed me. I was naked and you clothed me. I was a stranger and you came to me and you helped me. I was in prison and you came and visited me. And the righteous are like, Lord, how, when, when do we ever see you do this to you? He said, as much as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you've done it to me. And so that's that mentality we need to get. As we love people and as we help people with their struggles and not beat them down, you're doing it to Jesus. So that's, that's, why, that's how we need to look at this thing. When we minister to people, when we... You're doing it to Jesus. Jesus said, you're doing it to me. And then there's the other side, the ones that he said, he cast them away. Depart from me, workers of iniquity. I never knew you. And they're like, well, we prophesied in your name. We cast out devils in your name. And he goes, yeah, but did you love? When I was hungry, you didn't feed me. When I was thirsty, you didn't give me a drink. When I was in prison, you didn't come visit me. And, and that's, there's, there's the, to me, that's like the judgment seat of Christ. So to me, as a true believer in Jesus, it's not about works, it's about love. It's about putting yourself in that person's shoes and saying, boy, I wish somebody would have reached out to me when I was broken like that. And as the church of Jesus Christ, we have that opportunity. Not to judge, not to beat down, but to love and lift up. Even No, no matter what people are going to say about you. And, you know, I can imagine places, some of the places... And some of the people I deal with, if people knew, what would they say about me? You know what? I don't really care. 
Because I know who's called me, and I know what I'm supposed to do. And so if you've got a problem with what I'm doing, you better look in the mirror and take care of yourself. Because God has called me to reach out to the people who do not come to church. To the broken people who are broken and busted and can't be trusted. That's who God's called me to go to. And that's who I'm going to go to. So if you see me somewhere and you think, oh boy, he shouldn't be, well, maybe Jesus said go. And you know, Susie was so good about that. Because there, there's been times that we, there's places that I didn't want to go. And I said, I don't want to go there. And she would look at me and she goes, well, that means God wants us to go there, Kenny. Because you, you're worried about you, your reputation, and what people will think about you. And see, like somebody said in one of the comments that Susie is still speaking to you. Yes, she is. Because I remember these things. You know, and it's like, okay. And she was right. So the thing that you don't want to do because you're worried about what someone will think about you or the person that you need to be in ministry to, and I'm not talking about preaching to them, I'm talking about just loving and being there for them. Listening to them like Jesus did to people. That's ministry. Don't care what other people think about you. Because like they did with John the Baptist. He didn't eat, he wasn't drinking, he was the straightest person on the planet. All he did, you know, the Bible says he ate locusts and honey, wild honey. And he, and he wore camel's fur or whatever. And they called him a devil. And Jesus said, I come eating and drinking, and you call me a wine bimber and a glutton, and that I have a devil. So no matter what God's people do, they're going to say they have a devil. And that's his point. I'll just go to that scripture. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, Behold, a man, a gluttonous man, and a wine bibber, a friend of publicans and sinners, but wisdom is justified of her children. And I love this scripture here. Because these religious leaders, and I don't know, if, and I ain't pointing out any certain person, because I don't know who they are, but I've, I've been condemned by a few of them. But I just looked at what Jesus said. No matter what you do, you're the devil to their, in their eyes. No matter. I mean, you could be walking on water and you've got a demon. And I've been told that before, that I had a demon. And when I was on a different job, and, and I quit the guy. Needless to say, I didn't want to put up with that. Because so, he not only said I had a demon, he said our church was filled with demons. And it's like, to me, I think, you got the issue, buddy, and I need to flee and get away from this. You know, this is years ago, but that's, that was a religious person. Because he believed, and he was in the Bible, but he was beating people over the head with the Bible. He's no longer with us today. But I'm, I'm not saying no name. I'm just saying my, some of my experiences, and I, and I see where Jesus is coming from here. Love, compassion, mercy, listening. It's called grace. It's that amazing grace that God's given to each one of us that we need to learn how to give to other people. And, and it's hard to do sometimes because we're so set in our ways that, hey, we're right. We got this right and you guys are wrong and I'm going to set you straight. Set them straight in love and action. Be a part of that brokenness of their life and help them. Bring light to that darkness. To me, that's, that's the true thing of being a Christian. Like Jesus said, when I was hungry, you fed me. When I was naked, you clothed me. Now, if we, we just get a grasp of that. And that's what the body of Christ is about. Like, that's what our church needs to get into. 
We need to look for the hungry and feed them. We need to look for the naked and clothe them. We need to look for the ones who are in prison and visit them, send them cards, love them, instead of condemn them, say, well, they brought that on themselves, they're getting what they deserve. They were led by the wrong spirit. And even Jesus told his disciples that when they wanted to call fire down on a city because they weren't going to receive Jesus. And Jesus, they said, Lord, just call down fire like Elijah did. And he looked straight at him and said, you know not what spirit you are. For the Son of Man came to save lives, not destroy lives. So we need to get that mentality. We are sent to save lives. To bring hope to the broken. Not condemnation and beat them down worse. And turn them away from God forever. And that's what Pharisees do. So let's, let's not be a Pharisee. Let's walk in love compassion and not judge people. And I know it's very hard because we've been programmed through this over the years through these Pharisees' teachings about, well, you know, they're children of the devil. There's no hope. So come out from among them. Separate from among them. Well, how is anybody ever going to get saved? Like Jesus said, learn of me. Don't listen to what the Apostle Paul said or what somebody said here. Does it line up with what Jesus says? Because men are fault. have flaws. And there's fault in a man. But Jesus, there's no fault. He's God in the flesh. He set judgment straight in the earth. And he showed us how to do it. For my yoke is easy. And my burden is light. Let's pray. Holy Father, thank you for your holiness. Thank you for your faithfulness, Lord. Thank you for your words of hope. That we can grab a hold and not feel guilty that we're sinners. We can grab a hold of you and know that you're doing a work in our hearts and our lives. And that you're not done with us yet. And the best is yet to come. And that we're waiting on you, Lord, to come and restore all of the broken creation. And we thank you, Lord, that as we wait, we can serve you by loving each other. In Jesus' holy name, Lord, help us to be that light that you've called us to be in this dark world. In Jesus' name. Amen.